We got a whole lot of news to talk about from Tony Stewart to ice racing to North Wilkesboro and to silly season news in the cup series and in the truck series. Let's talk about it. This episode of Above the Yellow Line is delivered to you by DoorDash. Hey race fans, it's Taylor, and welcome back to Above the Yellow Line, the show where we talk all about the NASCAR Cup Series. And today we're talking a little bit more outside of the Cup Series, talking about motorsports as a whole. Like I said, we have a lot of little news pieces to talk about. Obviously, the topics aren't little. They are really exciting things, so stick around for everything we're going to talk about. Of course, though, we're going to start by talking about Tony Stewart making his NHRA debut. As we all know, Tony Stewart has an NHRA team, Tony Stewart Racing. He will not be making his debut, though, with his team. He will be making it with McPhillips Racing. So very interesting there. He will be in a top alcohol car from October 28th to the 30th. This will all be taking place at Las Vegas Motor Speedway on the drag strip, and he'll be carrying a familiar sponsor, a partner of his since 2011, Mobile One. So very exciting. Obviously, we have seen before drivers that have not driven for their teams, but also own a team. For instance, in the Cup Series, for example, Denny Hamlin. He owns 2311 Racing, drives for Joe Gibbs Racing. So interesting, he's starting with McPhillips Racing, not his own team, but I like it though. I'm excited to see how he does. He said in the future, if I mean, if this works out, in the future, he might do a little bit more. Maybe we'll see him in the NHRA Series just a little more than we're seeing him right now on the owner's side. But a very exciting thing coming up this weekend. It's crazy. We are already at the end of October, but Tony Stewart making his NHRA debut. Next piece of news we got to talk about is with the Cup Series Silly Season news. We all know that Noah Gregson is moving to the number 42 next year at Petty GMS. His crew chief has been announced, and thank goodness for me, I'm very happy about this. Luke Lambert and Noah Gregson are going to be continuing their work together in the Cup Series. Obviously, this year, Noah Gregson and him have done exceptional work getting eight Xfinity wins, winning a lot of stages, too. They are a very good duo, so I'm excited to have them move into the Cup Series together. Of course, though, Lambert is not new to the Cup Series. Lambert has worked with Busher, Hemrick, Burton, and Newman before last chiefing in the Cup Series in 2021 before moving to the Xfinity Series this year with Noah Gregson, where, I, of course, like I said, they have racked up the wins and are going for a championship. I think it would be fantastic if they got that championship and moved together to the top series of stock car racing. I think, realistically, too, expectations for 2023, I think they could get a win. If the parity continues with these cars and with these drivers, I think they are in line for a win, especially not saying no harsh feelings to Eric Jones. I should back up a little bit, but if Eric Jones can win with Petty GMS equipment at Darlington, and for me, almost a dominating fashion. Of course, he was trying to hold up Denny Hamlin at the end there, and it was really close, but he was really good at that track. If he can win, I think Gregson has a really good shot to win, of course. So that is the news there. Luke Lambert, Noah Gregson moving together to the Cup Series next year. The next piece of news is pretty fun. At the Phoenix race, Mars or M&Ms announced that they are going to be doing an appreciation paint scheme, thanking the fans for all their support over the years. Of course, they are ending their relationship with NASCAR after 32 years, I think, in the sport, which is very impressive. But they're having a paint scheme with all these fans' pictures and Kyle Busch M&Ms gear. I'm lucky enough to be on the car. I'm very excited. If any of you are going to be there on the pit road area before the race, I, I would love it if you could try to find my face. If not, totally understand that's cool. But a lot of you all are also on the car too. So I think that's really exciting. End of an era for him in the 18, going to the eight. It's going to be really weird next year without this big sponsor and without Kyle Busch at Joe Gibbs Racing. If you've seen Kyle Busch's Twitter page, though, I think he's I think he's done. Um, he retweeted and posted or liked posts from other people saying, "Man, after all this time with Joe Gibbs and this happens, it 
So it, it's a little bit of a shaky relationship. Also, if you saw Race for the Championship, Kyle Busch got really raw about the whole situation, how he's feeling. I definitely recommend watching that episode. I think it was the last one that was on, but yeah. Situation otherwise, or situation averted right now, talking about the car, though, it's a very cool paint scheme. I do not believe it will be up for production if you want the die cast, unfortunately, but at least treasure it when it is on the track at Phoenix, coming up now in two races. That's silly news for the Cup Series. Now let's move to the Truck Series. GMS announced their lineup for 2023, saying that Daniel Dye is going to be their full-time driver in the number 43. I think this is a great move, especially having a young driver with a veteran driver in Grant Infinger. Grant Infinger is so talented behind the wheel, has a lot of skill. I think he'll bring a lot to Daniel Dye, and Daniel Dye can learn from Grant Infinger. Of course, if you know Daniel Dye's racing history, or at least this past year, he's been an ARCA full-time, was racing for a championship, finished second, but he had an incredible season against Nick Sanchez. So, I'm excited to see what he can do. I don't know if we can expect a win, especially being winless in ARCA last year. Of course, that doesn't necessarily mean anything, but there is a big jump going from ARCA to truck. And then, of course, if you go to truck to Xfinity, totally different there. We talked a little bit a few weeks ago, I think, about the development with the truck series and how it fits in there. Personally, I don't think it fits in very well, so I'll be curious to see how Daniel Dye adjusts. But very excited to see him in the 43 car, nevertheless, to see how he does. He could really rise to the occasion, and maybe he, maybe he wins at Daytona. I don't know, but I'm excited to see it nevertheless. Next up on the list of news, we got to talk about North Wilkesboro Speedway. They announced late yesterday the ticket prices for this event, and there is a sticker shock value to these tickets. It's $299 per package. However, I know, let's take a minute to soak that in. $299 per package, a limit of four packages for person. Now that the sticker value price is in your head, let's go over what you're going to be getting with this ticket. First off, three races two concerts, you're also going to be getting to have access to practice and qualifying. For me, that's pretty good. Plus, they're bringing back vintage pricing for concessions, so like $2 on Coke products, water, and $3 for beer. I say that's pretty fair. However, I also know you have to factor in, though, travel costs. If you're flying or if you're driving gas prices, um, hotel costs, for example, uh, all those costs factor in, and that makes this trip really expensive. Alone, if you were buying the four packages together, you're already up in like the 1,600, 800 range, and then you have to add on all those things that I mentioned, the flight, hotel, whatever it may be. So that makes the trip a little unattainable for the fan that is having like maybe minimum wage or has just a normal base salary. So this event is really for somebody who is willing to dig into their pockets, but I do understand the pricing though. I know I'm a little upset about it. I really wanted to try to make it happen for me, but it's a lot of money, but I understand why. The capacity is 24,000 seats, 5,000 of those being temporary seats that SMI is putting in for this event. So with scarcity and with high demand is going to come high prices. Those who are able to pay that price will get in. Pre-sale starts on November 2nd at noon, I believe. So if you're able to pay the price, make sure you go to the North Wilkesboro website to get in. But it's a little bit of a bummer, but I'm hoping having the price high now, helping the track maybe get more seats, fix the grandstands a little bit, we're able to get more people there in the future. But it is an all-star race. It is a historic moment for NASCAR. So I understand. I'm also a little upset. But if you're able to go, definitely go. That is it though on the news from North Wilkesboro Speedway talking about those ticket prices. Last piece of news I wanted to mention is with the Euro NASCAR series, they're going to be going ice racing. And for me, the Euro NASCAR series is new. I haven't watched a ton of it, so I will admit that at first. But this, I, I thought we should all know about this. If you haven't watched the series before, if you're a little interested, this is going to be a race to watch. They actually tested early in March. They posted pictures. And I was like, whoa, we're actually going to be doing this. We're actually going to be doing this. Obviously, though, they tested in a France track. They're actually going to be running this race in Finland. So very cool.
This event is going to be a non-points paying race for the series. This will take place on March 4th and 5th of 2023. If you haven't watched the Euro NASCAR series yet, I think this is the place to start. This is where I'm going to start trying to get more into it because I think this will be an interesting race. As I said, they did test in March earlier this year with successful results. So I'm very excited to see it. Also, discourse on Twitter has been, well, if this goes well and this has gone well, why not move it to the Cup Series? Why not have the Cup Series or any of the NASCAR National Series, other ones of them, race on ice too? For that, I say pump the brakes. <laughs> Honestly, because we're running street courses. We haven't done that yet. Let's let's see how that goes first before we add some things that are more, I don't want to say outrageous, but I'm going to say more exciting or more out there in the realm of what we know NASCAR to be, the NASCAR Cup Series. So, very excited to have the Euro NASCAR Series running on the ice. Definitely will be one to watch. Like I said, we had a lot of little news chunks today to get to. Now it is time, though, to preview our race at Martinsville. This should be a good one, the Xfinity 500. we got to start with your track facts and driver stats. The race length is 500 laps or 263 miles long, the track length being 0.526 miles if you want to be exact. Stages 1 and 2 are both 130 laps each, and the final stage is 240 laps. Now on to our driver stats. The last driver to win at the track was William Byron. The active driver with the most track wins is Denny Hamlin with five. The active driver with the best average finish at the track is Ryan Blaney with a 10.2 average finishing position. The team with the most track wins is Hendrick Motorsports with 27. And finally, the wins by manufacturer. Chevrolet has 58, Ford has 30, and Toyota has 10. All of this from driveraverages.com. Finally, with our two watch to worry guys that we should worry about this weekend, guys that we should watch for a win, starting off with an opinion on Chase Briscoe. I know we finished ninth at the track in the spring. However, I don't think that he's going to win. He's in a must-win situation following last weekend's race, DNF, and now he's got to win it. There are a lot of drivers that have been able to win in a must-win situation at Martinsville to get themselves into the championship four, and if he can do it, that would be fantastic. However, no dig at Chase Briscoe. I don't know if he can do it. So... I might be counting Chase Briscoe out at this point. We're going to talk about Christopher Bell in just a few minutes. But Chase Briscoe in a must-win situation, maybe not a guy to worry about, just someone to mention as to, hey, Taylor, he's in a must-win situation. Why aren't you worried about him? Because unfortunately, I'm counting him out already. And if he wins, though, he proves me wrong. You all can comment in the comments below, hey, Taylor, you were totally wrong about this. I'm willing to be wrong, especially if it's for Chase Briscoe. So Chase Briscoe, I am counting out this week. Not going to put him in my to-watch or to-worry category. So let's dive into the guys to worry about, though, starting with Denny Hamlin. Hamlin was 28th at this track in the spring, so that's concerning first off because this is one of his best tracks according to the stats. If we also look at Homestead a week ago, obviously we're Homestead to Martinsville off comparisons, but he had one of the best cars when they tested earlier in the year at Homestead, and then he wasn't a contender for the win at all last Sunday. So that's also concerning too. That tells me that maybe their setups for these tracks in the playoffs is a little off, so concerning there. I just... Denny Hamlin, I feel like, should win this race. He, this is his race to lose, but after what we've seen last weekend, I'm a little concerned for Denny Hamlin, especially with how he did in the spring. So hopefully Toyota has fixed their short track package just a little bit to be able to go into this race and have good results. But Denny Hamlin is the one guy I'm going to be worried about. Another guy I'm going to be worried about is Ross Chastain. And you guys are like, well, Taylor, he raced pretty well in Martinsville in the spring, finished in the fifth position. Why are you worried about him? Well, like I mentioned with Chase Briscoe, we don't know if he can win in a situation where he's in a must-win situation. Chase Briscoe on the points can't really make anything else happen. Ross Chastain is pretty safe in the points. He's not in a must-win situation, obviously, above the cutoff line. But there's also a concern that if it gets to that point, with the points being so close between all these playoff drivers that are not 
below the cutoff line like Bell and Briscoe, you could have one little mess up at Martinsville and it could all go away. So I feel like Ross Chastain, when the cards are against him, I don't know how he's going to run. This is the first time I think we're going to see how well he does under pressure because this is it. This is his chance to get into the championship for, and at Martinsville, it could slip away really, really fast. So I'm concerned for him for the fact that I don't know how he does under pressure. I hope he does well, though. I think he's very deserving of a spot in the championship for after this whole season. He's played it pretty nice in the playoffs so far after a really aggressive first half of the season. So we'll see if that aggressiveness plays into Martinsville, and I think it definitely has to. He has to go in with no regrets, guns blazing, going into Martinsville, hoping for a win or just at least to stay in on the points to get to Phoenix. And I think at that point, he could be a championship favorite regardless of who gets in. This is a fantastic round of eight crew, so we should see a really good fight at Phoenix. But Ross Chastain, a guy I'm going to be worried about. Finally, for our guys to watch, i got to start off with William Byron, simply for the fact that he won at this track in the spring. He also won at Homestead the following week. Again, Homestead to Martinsville. No real comparison there. However, he was really strong at Homestead, unfortunately, in Stage 3. I think they made the wrong adjustments, wasn't able to get back through the field after being pretty dominant with teammate Kyle Larson. And then for Ryan Blaney, he finished fourth at Martinsville in the spring. For me, I don't really correlate Ryan Blaney with Martinsville being a good track, but again, if we looked at the stats, he has the best average finishing position out of all of the active drivers, so I would expect him to do well, but there's also a worry there too, is under pressure, can he get the win? And so far that we've seen, the answer is no. And I hate to say that for Ryan Blaney, but I don't know if he's going to be able to win to get in. So I don't know. Blaney is not in a must-win situation. He has minus 18 to the good, but it's going to be a heck of a time trying to get back above that cutoff line, especially because of the short tracks. We didn't see a lot of passing this year. Blaney has been one mentioning the frustration with the short track passage, the inability to pass. So we'll have to see if there is changes, and hopefully he has a good enough card to get himself into the championship four. And if he doesn't win and he gets into the championship four, I think that would be pretty historic. So... Let's hope for the best for Ryan Blaney, all these guys involved as they try to make their way to Phoenix to get that championship. But my guys to watch, Blaney and Byron, my guys to worry about, Hamlin and Chastain. So that is my two watch, two worry. What are yours? Let me know in the comments below. And with that, we are done with this episode of Above the Yellow Line, the show where we talk all about the NASCAR Cup Series. For more from us at tobychristie.com and ATYL, make sure to follow our social media pages. We are on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and all podcasting platforms. And we want to be able to do all that we do without our great partners. For this episode, we have DoorDash as our partner. Thank you to them for supporting ATYL and TobyChristie.com. They also have a great promo code for you for 30% off your first DoorDash order. Make sure to use the promo code NASCAR30. You can find all of our social pages linked in the description below. And as always, make sure to like this video, subscribe to the channel, share this with your friends and family. And guys, thank you so much for supporting us here at Above the Line and TobyChristie.com. And I'll see you next time. We'll see ya.